You're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, and that's Mr. Paula Jamis. And, Paul, we alluded to last week that we were starting a series on abrasive blasting. Before we get into what we have for the fine folk out there today, remind them how they get a hold of us. Yeah. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. And as always, we are at the emails at technicalservice at garbaline.com. And I'll be waiting by the phone, sitting there, waiting for you to call me up. Yeah. Even though they is don't, that, even though they don't use your telephone asylum? for, for vo- emails, but. Soul Asylum? Is that what that is? No, it's just soul crushing. Well, it's a song. I mean, just from uh, somewhere. No. Yeah. Soul crushing, soul murder. It's not like Detroit Lions soul murder, but, <laughs> you know, it's close. So this week, we were lucky enough to catch up with Giles Garrison from Cold Jet while we were at NACE Corrosion 2019. It's an interesting uh, concept that they have with dry ice blasting. And, you know, Paul and I obviously aren't the experts, so and Giles is. So I feel like we could get right in to this interview. Absolutely. All right. So here's our interview with Giles Garrison from Cold Jet, and I think, if I remember correctly, he even gives us a little trouble. He jumps right in and, and joins the group. Here's our interview with Giles. We're coming to you live from NACE Corrosion 2019, and I'm recording on every channel right now, so we're going to fix that real quick-like. All right, now I fixed it, and I'm only recording on one channel because, you know, technology. I know, you struggle with that, don't you? You know, technically I'm a paint technical person, not an audio you, engineer. As your I, boss, you I, struggle with that too. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get to drop the mic. That's me storming off. <laughs> no, that was you dropping the mic before you said something out loud on the speakers as they were going out. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. Except for it, just like last time we started and they went... <laughs> And they're gone. I know wandering around, not just our boss, but it's, it's our boss's boss was wandering around here a minute ago. I know. Pressure's on. Pressure's real. Okay. Tell everybody about our guest. All right. So we are lucky enough to be joined by Giles Garrison. He is the... All right. This is a mouthful, so there will be a quiz later. He is the manager of America's Training Centers for Cold Jet, and we wanted to have him on to talk about dry ice abrasive blasting. Welcome to the show. Yeah. No. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people say mic drop and maybe even actually do the motion, but I've never actually seen anyone drop the mic before, so thank you for that. <laughs> you know, I, I do what I can. Sure. <laughs> He's a giver. Yeah. Why don't you give us, you know, kind of what you guys do at Cold Jet? Yeah, so I work for Cold Jet, and we manufacture dry ice cleaning systems. These machines will take uh, any number of sized particles of dry ice. They'll accelerate them at a surface in order to clean. The two main benefits to this technology is that upon impact, the particles turn back into a gas. So there's no residue left behind. And it's also non-abrasive too. So you can blast on things like stainless steel, for example, minutes at a time without causing any damage to that surface. Tell us a little bit about the no residue left behind kind of idea. You know, so what kind of, when we talk about dry ice, I'm assuming we're talking about carbon dioxide. Absolutely. So it just sublimates back into its vapor. Yeah, so dry ice is uh, carbon dioxide in solid form, okay? Uh, And so as we accelerate these particles anywhere from 600 to 1,200 feet per second, when they impact that surface, they go from a solid state to a gas state, otherwise known as sublimation. So there's no residue left behind. It turns right back into a gas. And so with this kind of process, one of the, I guess, 
drawbacks that we look at is we don't actually create a profile. So this is one that you use mainly for cleaning. Correct. Yeah. So it's a very soft media. If you can remember from geology class back in grade school. Hey, now. Yeah. No. Let's not go too crazy, <laughs> right? But you have the uh, most hardness scale of minerals. Dry yep. ice is just below a two with 10 being a diamond. Um, so it's a really soft media. So anything harder than dry ice, it will not uh, abrade that particular surface. So you are correct. It will not create a profile. It's mainly designed to clean whatever's on something as opposed to whatever's in something. Not sure where that sound came from. Yeah, I guess uh, that's really appropriate. I used Is that thing and it... I'm just trying to get all the info out there, you know. Hey, no worries. It's my first podcast too, so... <laughs> it looks like Burn. it's ours too. Burn. Yeah, we haven't done 70 episodes before. <laughs> all right, Paul, it's absolutely that time again. And is there really anything more absolute than the time to pay the bills? So we got to talk about Placite 3070 LB. Jack, this is absolutely the next generation in our baked phenolic line of coatings that we have here at Carboline. For all of you that remember the Plasite 3066, Plasite 3070, and the extreme level of absolute coverage that it has for chemical resistance, absolutely. we have taken that to the next step. What we've done is we've managed to lower that baking temperature. That's what the LB stands for. Low bake. Low bake. And what we've done is we've moved it from a 400 degree bake cycle down to 250 degrees. And in most cases, we're able to give you a lot of the same chemical resistance. Now, there's still a couple gray areas where we have to bump that back up. But man, this is absolutely a next step in the evolution of rail and marine lining option. For more information, go to www.carboline.com, and that is absolutely the Plasite 3070LB. Okay, so one of the questions that I've always wondered, how do you guys get past the idea of you're working with ice? How do you use it in warm environments? Is, I'm assuming you have specialized equipment that you're going to go through. No, not really. I, our units, you hook up to an air supply as well as uh, an electric outlet, a uh, standard you know, 110 outlet. Um, and then actually the hotter the surface, the better this technology works um, due to the temperature difference. Dry ice is negative 109 degrees Fahrenheit. We are cleaning uh, tire molds in some instances that are up to 400 to 600 degrees in temperature. And you're really only seeing a surface temperature change of about 10 to 20 degrees and as I stated earlier, that difference in temperature helps to release that uh, bond of that coating to that surface. Okay. So, and I guess I'm, partly this will show my ignorance. I've never been on site when anybody's done dry abrasive blasts or what? Dry non-abrasive blasts. Right, yeah. right. It is a mouthful. <laughs> right, right. So when they're using the dry ice, how is the equipment actually, are you producing the ice on site? No, good question. So um, you would get your dry ice from uh, an industrial gas company. We've sold about 18,000 of these machines in over 80 countries all over the globe. Almost everyone's getting their dry ice from an industrial gas company. So it's a readily available commodity to get a hold of. And then they can get it locally and then they're not shipping it. Yeah, correct. Yep. Excellent. So then they just hold it on site on, I'm assuming that company brings in the storage condition while they're waiting to use yeah, it? Yeah, so they'll deliver it in most cases in a 500-pound uh, insulated tote. Dry ice is kind of like a lunch meat, so it spoils. Uh, it starts to turn back into a gas. It actually has actual water ice that'll form on the dry ice, too. So you get about 7 to 10 days shelf life with it. So once you receive it in on a Monday, for example, after it's spent maybe a, a day or two in transit, uh, you want to try to use it all by the end of that week. So one other theme that we've noticed as we've talked to more people at these conventions is 
and I'm assuming by your title, you guys do lots of training with your equipment. Correct. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward that way. Yeah, we've got uh, about uh, 260 employees globally. So we've got a decent amount of feet on the ground that if someone were to purchase a machine or try out one of our machines, we can come in, install it, train everyone till they feel comfortable with it. Generally, that takes about an hour to two hours long. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward for the precision that's in that equipment. It's pretty straightforward to operate on and off button, being able to adjust things like the amount of dry ice, so your blasting pressure, pretty straightforward. Even I can do it. So that, that, should, that should speak to the uh, ease, Well, the real question it. is, could Paul do it? Yeah, could I, can't could even I do it? Ask the hey, question. If you, right, you want to come over to the booth and uh, pull the trigger on the equipment, which we, we do, we do uh, live demonstrations at trade shows, etc. Um, oh, I missed that when we so. were there. I, I didn't realize that we had a demos we can do. So one other topic too is that, you know, we talked about how it doesn't really create a profile. So where where is the dry uh, ice typically used? And, and yeah, no, uh, another good question. Uh, we're kind of uh, spread a mile wide and an inch deep in all sorts of different industries and applications. Literally. Yeah, literally, right? <laughs> and figuratively, right? But uh, we do everything from uh, plastics to automotive to composites to um, contract cleaning. Uh, anything that's got uh, manufacturing manufacturing equipment in it, which includes most plants, right? It needs to be cleaned at certain points. And that's when they would use dry ice blasting in order to do so. Well, outstanding. Well, Giles, thank you very much for stopping by the booth and coming on the show. It's been uh, informative definitely for us. As as you can tell, we, we don't do as much with the, the dry ice blasting as we do with some of the other aspects. So it's, it's good to learn about it and to inform our listeners as well. Yeah, no, always. Uh, anytime you're you're out and about and, uh, you know, people ask you what you do and you say, yeah, I work for a company that manufactures dry ice, you know, blasting or cleaning equipment, you always get a couple of uh, raised eyebrows. So certainly always happy to, to talk and spread the message. Yeah, I tell people I, I Tell people how to watch paint dry. Usually that ends a conversation. Yeah, I'm actually going to turn around and walk back to my booth at this point. So, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for stopping by. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. support.